Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, for the last time, How Goods Footy. That's pretty dramatic. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> last time for a month. Uh, so this yeah, l- is last time last- in 2020. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be the last episode of 2020. And straight off the bat, we're going to tell you when we're coming back. Uh, it'll be about a month from now. I think it's the 20th of Jan. It'll be the week before the women's games start. It's all happening. But yeah, this this is your Christmas episode. Probably got nothing Christmas related to talk about. It's a nah. New Year episode. Nothing of interest there either. It's actually, all happening. Actually, actually. Boys, I think there is some Christmas joy, because Joel, I think you got a very special Christmas present this week. Oh yes, I did. Uh, so, in one of the last trickles of news uh, in AFL in 2020, is that Essendon have a new rock coach. And usually this would be like relatively exciting, but people wouldn't really give a shit, except our rock coach, boys, and listeners, is someone that I was concerned was burnt by the team. Uh, this player didn't, this former player didn't get a retirement game. In fact, uh, there was a lot of controversy about their retirement, uh, but things seem to have smoothed over a lot between him and the club because Tommy Bell Chambers, Mr. Aerodynamic himself, is coming back to the Bombers in 2021. That's fucked. That's so fucked. That's cooked. They listened to the episode the other week. Sure. That's the only, that truck was listening and he's gone, you know what? Joel's right. Yeah. Just wait. Just wait. You're going to get a New Year's Eve present. Mitch Brown, back at the bomb. It's oh. fucking hell. <laughs> fuck. I don't know how they're going to sort out the Mario one, but fucking oh. hell. <laughs> I'm excited to find out about Stephen Wells just walking up and touching Eddie McGuire on the back of the neck and landing Brody Grundy. Now, now, Tom. <laughs> let's not get too greedy. Uh, my sliding door, the only sliding door thing that's happened so far is only Essen related. So you're still not going to win the 2020 flag. I'm so sorry. Well, no, I didn't win the 2020 flag. I lost it. It was pretty awful, and I was yeah. devastated. Yeah. But I uh, moved on to 2021. Yeah, there's always next year, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Joel, there isn't. There <laughs> is not. But, I mean, Tom, the, yes, there is. Yeah. There is actually. This is what for like sh- for both of you. All right, mm-hmm. I like that on this this show we often talk about how my window is bolted shut. Yep. 
For the first time, though, I feel like next year, my Windows is open to Sean's. Well, I'm glad you're talking about Windows and next year, Tom, because, uh, look, so this episode, we're going to be talking about the draft, but there's also been a few last-minute things that the AFL have come out and said, and a big AFLW announcement as well. But uh, one thing that I think may fuck you and your old cunt team, Tom, is that next year, 20-minute quarters are back. Oh, that'll be fine. Oh, we're younger man. than ever. We got rid of the two <laughs> oldest people on our team and then recruited in two more old counts. So, we're... <laughs> Yeah, so I'd be very curious to see how, like, players, like... I mean, obviously, Paddy Dangerfield is still a fucking gun, but that extra five minutes a quarter might start uh, starting to take its toll on Geelong's average playing age of 43 or whatever. Hmm. 68. Yeah, Sorry. 68. Yeah, yeah. We might actually... Hey, maybe it'll just mean that some draftees get more games. Maybe Henderson will die on field. He'll yeah. just- <laughs> Jordan Clark might come in. <laughs> I, I imagine he's he's... Guaranteed to be getting games next year because otherwise he'll go to Perth. Yeah, you need those like, fresh legs. Brisbane's got twenty-two yeah. sets of fresh legs, but uh, yeah, whatever you can get, Tom. See, hey, we, hey, we recruited some pretty good fresh legs in the drafts. Mm. You know, some pretty quick kids. Um, I'm looking forward to the fact that like Geelong's window seems like it's slamming shut every year. Where Brisbane, based on your playing list at the moment, I think your window may be open for the next ten. Love it for the rest <laughs> of my lifetime. Hopefully, <laughs> imagine that. Like, Fag's still oh. coaching when I'm dead. <laughs> Jeez, that's that's incredible. How they've you've donated your heart to him. Oh, that was how you went. You heard he was going and you went, Fags, take mine. Hey, whatever it takes. Whoa. Hey, that's <laughs> that one's mine. Hey. And it's not a good one, Sean. You know, we can make it good. Oh. <laughs> uh oh. so, uh yeah, the AFL draft happened what would have been, I think, just after our episode last week. Um, and yeah, all- the Friday, Friday night, Thursday nah, night. I think it was Wednesday night. Nah, I so, know. See, yeah, I didn't even know. I was so disengaged with it. Someone came into work and said, "You're looking forward to the draft," and I was like, "When is it Friday?" And he goes, "No, it's tonight." And I'm like, "Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus!" It was it was a five hour ordeal too. There's just so much filler, and I get it. But like, you compare that to the the AFLW draft, which I think was over in about 25 minutes. Yeah, yeah. but I think that says more about what the AFL care about um, than the actual quality of the talent of the players coming through. Yeah, like what are they? Do they? I assume it's a rip on American sports where they're trying to like yeah. make a big prime time Foxtel event yeah. out of it or whatever. It's, it's just it just doesn't never it's never going to translate well to TV. It's it's a it's a good thing to follow like online on Twitter or something like that. But I just don't think we have the and in either in either league. Like I know that the AFLW draft was a bit more compromised because it was happening sort of around about a like when COVID was still. I mean, COVID is still around, but when it was pretty, everything was still locked down. Yeah, in that sort of October period. I know, like, we're about to do an episode on a draft. It's not great, but I just don't give a shit about the draft. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's... You sit there and you listen to the experts go, like, oh, yeah, he's a bit of a bit of a Luke Hodge type, a bit of a Sam Mitchell type. It's like, yeah. I don't care. I don't what... care, especially because Brisbane didn't care this year. They basically traded all their picks out. The the thing that I like, the, 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 if you want to get it, the best way to look at the draft is you actually wait for a few days later when the recruiting staff at clubs come out and talk about the players they've brought in. And they actually, like, you can actually see, okay, there's a, you can kind of see the, the, the team's plan and you get to actually know the players and they get interviewed. And it's not just the lazy comparisons of, a, oh, they play like Chris Judd or there is, fuck, what about the fucking lazy comparisons where people like the, the AFL media have decided that Matt Rowell is Kobe Bryant because they both prepare really well? Yeah. It's like, oh, I've never known another professional athlete in the, in the history of sport to prepare for games well. Yeah. It's just fucking stupid. Oh, it's shit. But I should say that my um, disregard for it this year was probably not matched by someone like you, Joel, who had 
the probably the juiciest draft hand of oh. all time with three yeah. picks in the top ten. So we mm. got pick eight, nine, and ten. Yeah. Uh, again, as is tradition of like something like this happening, uh, we grabbed three players in the top ten. Uh, yeah, eight, nine, and ten, like I said, and everyone came after us because everyone had an issue with who we picked. Everyone had an issue with one of our draftees, and the moment that he opened his mouth and said this, I was like, he's going to Essendon for sure, because <laughs> the media are already all over him for this. I We're talking about, obviously, uh, Archie Perkins. Yeah, yes. that's it. So, uh, Essendon's, uh, I'll just say, like, so our draft picks were at number eight, Nick Cox, uh, number nine, Archie Perkins, number 10, Zach Reed, number 39, Josh Iyer, and number 53, Cody Brand. Uh the top three there are going to be the big ones that people are going to talk about a lot. They're all very tall. Uh, Nick Cox and Zachary are both over 200 centimeters, I believe. Oh, and, juicy. Uh, you've got, you've got, so, okay, we, we joke about Geelong's average age with the recruiting of two meter Peter, Tommy yep. Bell Chambers coming back in a coaching <laughs> role, and the acquisition of those two draft picks. Your average height is 185. Well, yeah, and Archie Perkins is 186 and a midfielder. So, okay, so uh, then, yeah, 197. Yeah. It's funny That's- how um, Essendon have gone too tall, apparently. Yeah. When, like, what would have been, like, a couple of weeks ago, oh, they're too short. They got no yeah. fucking talls. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's considering fucked. Considering, too, you've got a forward line where, like, James Stewart is injury prone, Jake Stringer is injury prone. Mm. Like Sam Draper is injury prone, and you lost. You know, having the the, the advantage of having um, Joe Danaher injury in. prone. Joe Danaher also got traded, and yeah. uh, <laughs> and two hundred centimeter Peter hasn't played a lot of games. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so the thing that people are focusing on is Archie Perkins on the night. I don't know if it was the night of the draft or the day of the draft, or maybe the night before. Is <sighs> around the day or day of? He was like, "I want to stay in Victoria." He was like. Basically said, don't draft me for an interstate club. And people were like, fuck that. But then also, he could have not said that. An interstate club could have drafted him. And then in a year or two, he requests requ- requests a trade. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I mean, club could still pick him up. Like, it, I don't know. It's a weird one. Like, I get it- that, like, if a player was, like, started getting more specific from there, like, it could set a bad precedent of, like, oh, I, I'm like a top 10 draft pick, but I'm only going to fucking Sydney. Yep. Or like, I only want to play for Richmond or something like that. And then you start being like, well, what's the point of the picks then? But I don't know. But Joel, you could what still you've, draft him. What you've just said, though, it's already at that point because it's... Academies. Well, no, no. I just think it's a bit of a VFL mentality where it's like the, the, the kid has already said, I'm not leaving Victoria. Like, I don't want to. So don't, but you better not pick me. It's yeah. a national draft. I feel like if you enroll for the draft, you've got to assume that you can go and play football anywhere in the AFL. Yeah. I might try to find I, it's, it's, kind of, it's, it's basically <clears throat> draft tampering. I <laughs> no, disagree, Sean. No, nah, shut I, up, I, 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 Look, I get where you're coming from, but if yeah. a player was like, hey, I'm from Western Australia, I'd really like to stay in Western Australia if I could. Mm. I've got no problem with that, and I've got no problem with a player from South Australia. Like, I get that it's a national competition. I think everyone just lost their mind for, like... The kid's 18, mm-hmm. and I understand that it's a, yeah, okay, then that does that raise questions about the draft age thing? Do you want to nominate? I just think if, you, if you're not prepared to move into state, that doesn't completely destroy all of his options. Like if there was a Queensland kid who was on Gold Coast and Brisbane's radar and also Carlton and Collingwood's radar and said, actually, if I could, I'd rather stay in Queensland. That's not what he said, up. though. What he no, said was... He- 
He's I'm an eighteen-year-old not... kid with zero media training. Yeah, but Tom, the like the the wording is what this is. That's the specific problem. If yeah, he'd I, said, "Hey, look, sure. you know, all my family are here, my friends are here. I'd love to play here, but you know, it's it's a draft. I go where I go." But it wasn't that case. It was I, I don't want to leave Victoria. That's well, where, was, like, I know question... draft tampering is a big call, but that's essentially what it is. Especially if, and I'm not saying this happened, but you might have a club say you should go out there and put that out there so you don't get picked. Because there was definitely at least one club, and I think it may have been Sydney, who were keen to get him, or it might have been Gold Coast even, but they were completely put off by that fact. So that's not a fair competition, is it? Well, no, but I think the fair competition thing has gone out the window years ago. that the, the AFL is not a fair and equitable competition. It's draft is compromised. Mm. It's fixturing is compromised. The whole thing's fucked. So I my my thing is is if like everyone's like, oh well what about other clubs? I guarantee you if you're an AFL recruiter, you sit down and that kid, even if he doesn't specifically say don't take me, but he says, Oh yeah, I love it here in Victoria and you know, I, I would and if they said, Oh, would you reckon you'd get homesick and he said, Oh yeah, I reckon I might I immediately, as an, as an interstate recruiter, go, nah, no fucking way. It, like the same thing where if you recruit someone, like Geelong recruit Tim Kelly, you're then prepared that in a couple of years' time, if he wants to, same with Jordan Clark, if they decide, hey, we actually want to go home now, I, I think that's okay as well. I just I just think there's, I don't know, I, I feel like we put a lot of pressure on stuff like this and this kid's already been kicked in the head by every <laughs> journalist in the fucking world yeah. and he hasn't even played a single game yet. Cut him some slack. There's a bit of nerves. There's a bit of stress around it. Respect the honesty because you'd I, hate to draft him and then lose him in two years like Joel said. But at the same time, he needs to be – someone needs to educate him a bit better. You can't actually openly really, say those things. Really, and, no, really his, his manager came out and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like mm. literally an hour later, released yeah. his team being like, he was kind of taken out of context. This is what he meant, but he's prepared to go anywhere. Like it clearly it's an 18-year-old kid who's – Thinking one thing and trying not to get himself in trouble. Yeah, at the end like, of the day, whatever. Nice I mean, um, for your point of view, Joel, as a, having him at Essendon, there are much worse things in the world than having someone who is too honest. Like that's that's basically <laughs> the at thing your with club. This kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the exact quote because there's just like because he's been drafted now, it's really hard to find his actual comment because. Everything's, everything's just about, they're like, or like his manager making the comments being like, yeah, look. Um, this is what he meant. And yeah, also he came out and said like, look, I would still be fully committed. He was just like, I would still be packed up and ready to go if I did get drafted by another club. But I just wasn't sure if I was ready for that. Oh, there you go. Well, that's uh, that's better. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think he got I think media were looking for a gotcha and they got one and then it turned into this massive story when really it was a I guy being like have a feeling I'm not sure though, I'm prepared to move overseas I, uh, interstate so. I have a feeling though his actual quote is pretty fucked. Uh, hey, look, look. In the scheme of things, I'd rather my young footballers being honest about their insecurities than punching people yeah. so it, it's honestly it's such a tricky thing because i my preference is that they actually are honest like that because i'm just yep. thinking from brisbane's point of view i don't want to draft anyone who's like oh, i'm just gonna leave i don't yep. want to go there but uh, at the same said- time you've got to find a middle ground because it's got to try and be fair because the afl are already fucking interstate clubs with this next generation academy bullshit yeah I think his, this looks like it may have been his direct quote. I have told interstate clubs that I don't want to leave Victoria and I hope they take that on board. Personally, I feel I'm not ready to move in my stage of life and I feel it would impact me. Yep. Oh, well. That's, good luck, has a, good luck yeah. to him. That has a bit of 
my mental health isn't great about it as well. So if it is yeah. that, then oh no. Not for not oh no for him getting drafted, but oh no is in copping this huge kick from the media is yeah. not good. Uh, people were pissing their pants over it. And I was like, calm down. It's one kid. Like, he's not, it's not like an entire team have said, actually, we no longer want to travel to Sydney to play Sydney. No, but it, it happens more than people probably think. Chad Wingard oh, was the same. Yeah, but yeah. I think Sean, it's just, it's, guys, it's interstate is... clubs being annoyed because yeah. it's like not having access to the full, you know, the full, um, the full crop of players or whatever. Yeah. Which, anyway, again, this this draft was super compromised already. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, I think it's worth just noting that yeah, Essen have gone really tall. People said you fucking need it. You've gone too tall, and I say to them, shut the fuck up, you cunts. That's, <laughs> That's my good. official statement. Uh, if any news sources want to contact me for further statements, here's another one for free. Get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, Brisbane used their first pick to grab another brother. Whoa. I'm loving Shut this at Brisbane. I'm loving Shut it. Yeah. So we had eight, nine, and ten, but you have the power of a hundred brothers now. That's true. Oh, um, unstoppable. I believe I need to check the list to see if Corey Lyons is still on the list. I'm pretty sure he is. We've got Jared and Corey Lyons, Jared and Tom Berry, and uh, now we've got Kadeen Coleman and Blake Coleman. And I've watched the Coleman watched brothers, the Coleman boys. Oh, can you imagine a forward line? The Coleman boys, Charlie Cameron, Cam Rayner, Danaher. Oh, Sean, next year's going to be good. Cockatoo. <laughs> Cockatoo, yep. Yeah, if he does. Yeah, even when. Um, <laughs> now, nah, but Coleman. There's I, a sliding door for you. I saw already got drafted, you know, because one of the good things about the draft, I don't think it actually happened. No one was actually in attendance. Is that right? No, I didn't yeah, watch no, it. No, nah, yeah. They're all at home, yeah. So we got heaps of those cool videos of, you know, people with their friends and family yeah. hearing their name announced. The first person Blake Coleman called was Mitch Robinson. <laughs> it's just <laughs> awesome. It's just Robbo going, oh. yeah, free haircuts now. <laughs> um, I love it so much. Speaking of Mitch Robinson, uh, something else is big that's been happening, bubbling under the surface recently, is I've been checking out Mitch Robinson's uh, Twitch Twitch streams like far more frequently, and I reckon every time I click on his channel, I watch for about 10 minutes and he says something fucked and funny. Um, <laughs> someone, because like, his, his viewership isn't enormous so it means that he is seeing and responding to most people's comments that's cool and someone jumped in and um was like hey uh, bad luck with the prelim hope up the lions for 2021 and he was like yeah yeah fuck uh he's he also swears which is something i wasn't expecting because like i mean Love like that. obviously i swear too and i have no issue with swearing but because i'm not an afl player i can say whatever shit i want and uh, it's probably not going to cost me my job. But I feel Mitch Robinson has media training, and I feel like whoever trains him... He has just... <laughs> he has this much media training. The thing about Robbo is you don't want to give him too much media training, because if you give a guy like Robbo too much media training, you lose the thing that makes Robbo Robbo. I thought well, you were going to yeah. say he becomes too powerful. Well, that also is true. <laughs> um, he starts coming for commentators' jobs, threatening them. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, someone said, yeah, bad luck, and he was like, yeah, hopefully 2021 is our year, because... I'm getting fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> he said it like that too, and it was good. It's great. Still want him to win the Norm Smith next year. Yeah. Well, oh. he he seems hungry for a flag. That's good. Um, 
He was also, he's got a PS5 and it wasn't connecting to the internet and he was really unhappy about that too. I wonder where he got it because he was having trouble getting it. I'm pretty sure his brother said that he bought two and then was like, oh, no, I didn't do that. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I just completely dogged him. Oh, that's very- No, no, didn't he give his away? Robbo. I thought he gave his away to someone who missed out, like a kid who missed out. Oh, really? And then he was like, oh, fuck, now I've got to find one. (laughs) Well, I think he ended up, his brother sent him his one. But yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. I, I thought I heard that his brother said, yeah, I'm going to order you one as well. And then just did the old cheeky, oops, forgot to do that. <laughs> Classic. Which oh, is man. brave in this economy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blake Coleman is, he's pretty short. Um, he plays a bit like his brother. There's sort of that really speedy half forward. Yeah. Um, but he can take an absolute hanger. Like he's, he's a deadly mark. I can't wait. I hope he gets some games next year. It would be awesome. Um, I think uh, another one we grabbed um, uh, was a Ruckman because we obviously Steph Martin's gone to the Bulldogs, so Brisbane brought in another Ruckman. We didn't really have any early picks. I think Collingwood tried to get Blake Coleman, so we had to match the bid at 24, those yeah. cheeky cunts. Dogs. Um, but, yeah, I think a pick in the 40s. I think the guy's name's Henry Smith, and he's like – he's over 200 centimetres, so it's good to have one of them on board. I think he's 204 centimetres, and he's Ooh. just like – he, they say he plays a bit like Oscar McInerney. Like his, his follow-up work is really good. He attacks the contest and tackles and he can swing forward and all that sort of thing. I wouldn't expect him to play for a while. I think he's just one of those developing guys who we'll see in a few years' time. Hopefully. Well, no, but that's that's good because there's yeah. nothing worse than giving those kind of players the baptism of fire where they actually need a bit of time to get their body right for the – because they're 18 yeah. years old and they're 200 centimetres. They've got no muscle on them. So, they've right. got to actually learn how their fucking body moves in space. And you know the other thing, Tom, is when you – like because Brisbane did this years ago. With, do you remember a guy called Billy Longer? We used pick yep. number eight on him and he was a ruckman. And because he's a top 10 pick, he had that like attitude of, oh, I expect to play every game. Yeah. And so, after one or two years when he'd only played, you know, maybe eight games as a developing ruckman, he was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to go move back to Melbourne and play games. It didn't really work out. I think he went to St Kilda and he's been delisted now, but I don't know. I, I think the best time to get a ruckman is probably when they're like 25 or 26 years old. Well, the best time to get a young ruckman is when you've got uh, a couple of older and like older mid-range players. So, the fact that you've got players who are around that 25 age bracket now, like big O's. Not super old, but he's not super young either. Yeah, yeah. Archie Smith's in the same category. So you've got the depth to allow him to develop, a bit like your guys, um, Doucher at, at Bomberland. Yeah. Like Draper has been able to develop for a couple of years under Bell Chambers and Danaher. Yeah. yeah. Um, we picked up another guy, uh, Henry Smith, I think his name is. Dang, and that was who you just talked about, Sean. Did I? No, we've got two very similar named guys. Oh, Henry oh, Smith, sorry. Harry Sharp. Sharp. Harry, Henry Smith and Harry Sharp. Sharp is the um, under-18 national steeplechase champion. Fucking hell. Oh, so Mark Blitzarves eat your heart so out. So that's going to get mentioned a million times if he has a long career. <laughs> See, apparently, yeah. I think he I think he set the record for the 2K time trial in the, the testing as well. So he's like an, just an endurance beast. So uh, good to see you're getting that out early. You're going to be the first media source to credit that, I feel. Yes. Yep. Yep. How good's footy? We'll forever be talking about that. That's that's some shrewd recruiting. I think there's been a bit of that this year. It's been kind of good to see. Yeah. And then I think Brisbane didn't take many picks into it. I think a lot of clubs did the same. They passed on a lot of late picks. But um, I think we grabbed a guy in the rookie called um, Carter Michael. And all I've really heard about him is that he's he's sort of like Daniel Rich. They reckon he's got just a fucking huge left foot kick and plays on the half back line. So he's probably oh. the long term 
replacement for him, possibly. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, Brisbane, I think just cashed in a few picks for next year, and yeah, they're pretty happy with where they're at. I think. Nice. Um, well, yeah, Geelong did a similar thing where we came into the draft losing all of our first round picks, obviously in the Cameron deal, um, and trading a lot of our other picks out for higher picks next year, um, which we then in turn traded with Richmond. We traded our first round pick for next year with Richmond, which is very interesting, um, to get pick 20, basically, and uh, use that to draft our first player, which was Max Holmes, um, who is a athletics super kid. So he's like a jet in athletics, has played like very little foot, like has played football, but in the last year I think was injured, so didn't play a lot of football and did a lot more athletics, just the way the world worked out. So Geelong have gone into this draft being like, right, we recruited a bunch of old blokes. Yeah. We need to recruit some more speed. Um, Apparently he's, yeah, he did some, he was like second fastest for the 20K sprint, uh, the 20 meter sprint and agility tests and stuff. And he's like a national Got to nationals for athletics as a junior, so he's pretty toey. Is he um, Tommy? Is he spelt like Sherlock? He's spelled like Sherlock. Well, that's exciting. That's very <laughs> it exciting. It is powerful. Very, very exciting. His, his initial is M Holmes, so I'm going to call him Mycroft, oh, obviously. Tom, yeah, yeah the Geelong um, the Geelong advertiser are licking their lips. Oh, oh they are. Yeah. Can you wait for him to like do like say okay? I'm going to paint you a scenario. Um, it's his first game. Yep. We're losing. Uh, no, we're winning, we're in, but it's close. We're only like three points up and we're playing another team and they keep coming, but they just can't get that three points. Yep. And then with about a minute to go, he kicks an on-the-run ripper goal for his first ever goal in footy that seals the game, puts us like eight, you know, nine points in front, Yep. seals that buffer. Front page of the Addy, Holmes and Hosed. <laughs> That's, Tom, not bad. I, That's what they do. Tell me that's not what they'd fucking do. I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. What about it? What if it's just a shot of him like taking a mark or something like just like the easiest like a hanger, but it looks like he's not even trying. It just is elementary, my dear Watson. Oh, oh. that's good. Had taken a hanger on Tim Watson for some reason. <laughs> that's great. Um, or even just like kicking the winning goal and it being like yeah. Holmes closes the case or something like oh, that. Yeah. Lots Beautiful. of juice there. Yeah, at Holmes or far away. Oh, there's so many options. Um, we also went, uh, we did a similar thing to you, Sean, as well, in that we took a Ruckman, an athletic young Ruckman who will be able to develop under sort of Reece Stanley, Darcy Ford and Radagalia, which is really nice for him, mm-hmm. um, in Shannon Neal, um, who looks like he's going to be a jet. He's apparently very quick for a big bloke um, and just needs to hone his craft a bit more, but Wells was pretty excited about his upside. And Nick Stevens, who apparently... Um, is another sort of athletics type gut running midfielder who Troy Selwood was like, he's got one of the best kicks I've ever seen for a young kid, like in terms of hitting a target. So looking forward to some laser kicking. Um, And then obviously, yeah, didn't have heaps of picks. So we used one of our other rookie picks uh, to go after the the Greek freak, I think was the nickname being thrown around. So there was a few people (laughs) interested in him. He's a, a gold medalist, like junior basketballer. Um, I think Richmond and Collingwood were interested in his services, but Geelong managed to sweep him up, and he's like 209 centimetres. He's just a fucking behemoth. Yeah, that's a, that's an NBA nickname, Tom. Get your own nicknames. <laughs> oh, we will. Oh, we'll come up with one. So his name's Paul uh, Sapatoulis. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of what they'll do in Geelong for that. Um, I don't know if they'll have anything good. Maybe the sapper. <laughs> the big sap. We'll have the big sav and the big sap. Oh, done. Easy. <laughs> Easy. That's good. Um, so, you know, pretty happy with how, how Geelong did, considering we didn't have any massive picks. And we've we've clearly targeted 
uh, a bracket of, right, these are development players for the next couple of years, bearing in mind that players like Sam DeConning and Cooper Stevens, who were on our list last year, will develop and, and hopefully take the next step next year. Yep. So it's pretty exciting. Um, now, Joel, you still don't have an AFLW side, which is Correct. an indictment on the fucking league. Yeah. But uh, well, neither the yeah. AFL the AFLW draft did happen earlier. Did we want to have a quick chat about that? Oh yeah, of um, course. In our draft recap. Uh, and also, so, it's probably worth quickly noting Adelaide tried to grab an academy player as their Hagen. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Western Bulldogs were well decided to match it. So Western Bulldogs ended up with number one draft pick, and he looks like a fucking jet. Oh, he looks like the Bont did roids. <laughs> yeah, he should be an Adelaide player. Fuck Ooh. the next. Ge- well, I mean, the AFL have done the right thing. The next generation academy thing is going to be different from now on. So it's going to be harder to get. Like you, apparently, not, I think not the first two you. rounds are protected or something. No, oh, okay. Which seems extreme to me. I would, I would just make it like the top tens protected. But no. Well, they've gone. Well, maybe it's not extreme anymore. Maybe they're trying to uh, trying to help you out, Sean. I don't know if that does help me out. That no, makes it harder. Means that Collingwood could have got. Oh yeah, fuck. Brisbane have had an academy for years now, and the highest pick we've got out of that would probably be Hipwood at like fifteen. But what a pick Hipwood would have been. I mean, great, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean, like fucking the likes of Sydney and yeah, oh, Sydney did pretty well. They got two top five draft picks in the end, I think. I did. Their pick and then one of their academy ones because Hall's on the yeah. cheeky cunts. Tried to take it. And uh, so did Geelong. There was a few cheeky bids, I reckon. Like at yeah. one point, um, Richmond bid on an Essendon guy and Essendon <laughs> had to match it like pick 30 something. And then yeah. later in the draft, Essendon were like, oh, we're just going to bid on Rioli then. <laughs> <laughs> this is all that, is, that reeks of Dodoro just being like, <laughs> yeah. fuck uh, you. Yeah. yeah. No, I love that. Good on him. Mm. Well, yeah, so do you guys want to talk about your AFLW club's drafts? Yes, yeah, Brisbane yeah. grabbed three players. Um, uh, what did we have? We had pick eight, 37, and 38. Yep. And we, we grabbed a Zimmy, an Indy, and a Ruby. Fucking hell. Those are huge, some powerful names. Huge names. Great. Yeah, There's pick- some very Queensland names. <laughs> <laughs> big, big time. Um, pick eight was um, her name. I might get this wrong. She's everyone's calling her Zimmy. She's Zimoli uh, Farquharson. Tom, you know how to say that last name. What is Farquharson. it? Farquharson. Farquharson. Yeah. yeah. Um, pick eight. You're putting the M fastest on the wrong syllable there, Sean. Ah, bugger. Um, no, but she looks awesome. She's um, she's a bit of a goal kicker. I think she can kind of play sort of a variety of roles. And at pick eight, I think she's probably in like the the one or two best players in Queensland. So that's exciting to have her on board. I know they're all pretty Oof. pumped. Very the, nice. Um, Starsevich is fucking wrapped. He bloody loves it. He would be. There's big dad energy between Starsevich and Fagan. Oh, at your club. Aren't they just great? I really love Starsevich. I've come to really like him. At the start, I wasn't sure about the appointment, but he's been fucking really good. He just gets around it. He's been involved with Brisbane forever. Like, not directly. Yeah. I think there were a few years where he was apart, but I, I love that he's back involved now. Yeah. Um, we grabbed um, a tall player, Indy Taha. Again, some of these names are fucking difficult. I'm not sure if I'm saying her last name correctly, but Indy, like, it's a great mark and kick a goal, basically. Yeah. Um, which we need because Brisbane had some goal kicking troubles. The Wash is still oh, both our leading goal kicker and the competition leading goal kicker, I think, since it started. But she had a pretty lean year. So yeah. that kind of yeah. tells you that some of Brisbane's goal kicking, they need to lift that part of the ground, I think. Well, it's because what your other sort of what goal kickers are like Wardlaw and. Um 
that other player who looks like she's about to like come out of Mad Max and kick 20 goals. <laughs> Hers is one of the best goals of the year, too. <laughs> that celebration, I reckon you could hear her roar through the fucking television. I could hear it down here in Melbourne. It was awesome. Um, Indy, I think, I could be wrong, but I... Like typically, Brisbane have drafted players from Queensland, but I think she's—I think she comes from Adelaide, or she grew up in Adelaide, and I think she's she was cool to move up there because I think her mum lives up on the Gold Coast or something like that. Um, but they're wrapped with her too, and then we got a familiar name with our final pick. We got uh, Ruby Spark, who's Kathy Spark's sister. She's her younger sister, but she's—you've got sisters and brothers. We got at sisters, Brisbane. yeah, building the. Oh, it's a big Brisbane family. Hell. She's sort of like she's a mature age recruit because she's 27. Um, I think she's played the last couple of years with the Essendon VFLW team. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she'll just bring more grunt to the team. I think. I just I love siblings playing together. I've loved it since I was a kid, and we had Brad and Chris Scott just belting people. So I hope the Sparks bring a bit of <laughs> a bit of fucking brutal energy up to the uh, up to the Gabba or, uh, or Hickey Park up there. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Who'd you get, Tom? Um, so we actually had five picks um, because we didn't do a lot of... I know Brisbane brought in a few. There's a bit of player movement and things like that where Geelong seemed to steer clear of that. And again, sticking with getting a lot of local products, I think we recruited three players from the Falcons or had affiliations with the Falcons. So um, we took... Our first pick is pick 10. We took Darcy Maloney, who is a... She was the captain of the Geelong Falcons and she just looks like a ready-made... Um, inside midfielder ready to go, which will be handy for us this year because I think I wouldn't be surprised. So we've got Kate Darby, who's one of our key forwards on basically not playing because she's having a kid. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a bit more Rocky Cranston doing a bit of cheeky Paddy Dangerfield work at full forward, which means you've got Maloney and a couple of these other younger inside mid balls to start on the ball. So she's she's a gun. Um, there's a great video of her getting her name read out and she almost punches a hole in the floor. It's really good. <laughs> don't be doing that, though. I don't want you to break your hand before the season starts. <laughs> um, we picked up Laura Gardner, who also was in the Falcons. She's sort of a running winger. Um, and she holds a record, boys. Yes. She broke the record for the most possessions in a, like an under-18s level match in, in Victoria Gee, with 38 touches Jesus. in round Jeez. one of her draft year, which is cooked. So she'll be handy. And then Olivia Barber, um, who is a sort of ex-basketballer, quite a tall player. I think she's like 180-something centimetres. Um, so she'll be a bit of a project player developing over the next little while. Um, Stephanie Williams, who's from Darwin and is actually from like the, one of the local schools in Geelong as well, looks like an absolute gun. Uh, loves Looks like she's take a hanger too. Yep. A bit of that kind of excitement machine, quick, kind of small forward, can then eventually, as she gets a bigger tank, push up into the midfield, a la Steve Johnson. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Carly Ramos, who's a bit of a project player as well, who came from us from the Supercats. So if she's around forever, we'll be hearing that she played basketball because she'll have heaps of – they'll be talking about her Great. playing basketball constantly, I think. So, yeah, again, a lot of local talent, which I like. I, I just like the way Stephen Wells goes about his recruiting. You know, we, we bring in, you know, some bigger name trades and things like that, but it's always – Diamond, he's very good at finding diamonds in the rough considering we haven't had a really high pick since Cocker 2 and yeah. injuries kind of fucked him. But we do all right. I he's like Wellesie. Best in the business, mate. B- build him a statue. Name the whole ground after him. GMHBA Stadium. Fuck that. Wells Park. I, uh, <laughs> Wells Park. Boys, I just yeah. read I just read a, a good quote about Ruby's Fark that I yeah. love. Um, Uses her speed to hunt the opposition. Jesus. <laughs> love to see that. Oh, and one last thing on uh, AFLW. Uh, 
and we got an email about some huge news, so I'm going to save it for that. But uh, one thing that happened is the fixtures came out, which is exciting. And there is news about the fixtures and stuff that we'll get to in a second. But uh, round one, Carlton is playing Collingwood. And Taylor Harris uploaded a photo of herself looking very happy on her Instagram. <laughs> um, she's she's going to go around just punching photos of Collingwood. Just Eddie. just on a loop. <laughs> um, I, I think the caption she included with it was like, round one, Carlton v. Collingwood. And then maybe even used a hashtag that's something like, never forget. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Oh, no, sorry, I apologize. She didn't say never forget, someone else did. Round one, season opener against Collingwood, perfect. And then the angel emoji. <laughs> Jesus. Ah, oh, she's talking the talk again. I love it. I love it. <sighs> it's going to be good to see her back on a footy field. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Joel. Tom. For the last time in 2020, have we got any emails? Tom, for the last time in 2020, we got a couple of emails. And this week, there are some absolute corkers. So... I'm going to just start off with the email that I just teased mere moments ago. This is from Tennille. Hey, sliding doors experts and Tom. Oh, oh. fuck. Tennille. I thought we were mates. Fuck. I know the draft happened and Jamara is amazing, but... And this is... The next part's all caps, so you know I gotta do it. Okay. The conference system is gone! Ticketed games! Footy is back a week earlier! I get to pay to watch the girls! I'm so happy about all of this and can actually say the AFL did something good for once. And for the AFLW, maybe 2021 will be better than this year. Cheers, Tennille. I mean, huge. Huge. However, still only nine games, so not everyone's playing everybody once. Just yeah, but we haven't quite that worked that way. Yeah, but yet. getting close. Uh, getting so close. Yeah. Hey, it's a step in the right direction. Fuck so, no more conferences. That's the best part. And ticketed games means that AFLW will start earning revenue. People can support, uh, you know, just the game, 
And also members don't have to pay for tickets. So That's, yeah, cool. That's very Encourage good. Encourage people to come yep. members. Um, that's the best part. Yeah, nine games. One in Melbourne for Brisbane. Oof. Any in Geelong? Uh, no, I don't think so because I probably would, they you know they would have counted that and I would have too. That's a shame. I would have liked to. I'm just gonna. Oh well. I mean, I, I when I read that, I was like, oh, that's fucking annoying. But at the same time, like whatever, man. I'll just go to any game. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll go to we'll go to yeah. games. We all live near footy ovals. Let's yeah. go to them. Yeah, I'll be I'll be going every weekend. I reckon. Fucking hell! Just trying to suck in some of that footy juice. It'll oh be good. yeah, all the take all- a mile of ice cream, watch some footy. Can't wait. All the footy that we missed this year, just consume oh. double next year. Jesus Christ, we're going to be sick on footy. <laughs> <laughs> Not sick of, sick on. <laughs> like when you eat too much ice cream, and you're like, yeah, but I could still eat more ice cream. We're going to get leather headaches. You guys, <laughs> yes. will, you guys will take me to the hospital, and the the nurse will be like, "What happened to him?" And you're just like, "Football." <laughs> and then like you'll like wake up on with like a UV drip in an IV drip. You're not UV IV drip in. <laughs> And you'll be like, take me back. Take me back to the ground. <laughs> Sean, you never left. We're just down in the room. <laughs> the IV drip's just Carlton draft. <laughs> uh, so our next email is from Alyssa, who points out uh, something that, uh, some, some huge news that connects to this podcast. Hello, footy profs. KFC listened to your podcast and realized that their chicken really is the best recovery post footy. <laughs> Hearing your expert words, they knew they had to sign on with the most promising club in the AFL, Port Adelaide. With the power of fried chicken, Port is going to win that flag, no problem. Shit. Jeez. I'll be ch- got Colonel. Yeah. I'll, I'll be chowing down on some 3 a.m. fried chicken watching Port dominate from the U.S. Thank you for unlocking the ultimate footy secret and giving us the key to true footy power. Khan the pair. Best. Alyssa and the Port Power Poultry. There's, it's big. I don't know if any other team's going to be able to top 11 secret herbs and spices. Yeah, it's um, it's massive, and especially because like we realized after eating footy, uh, after sorry, after eating chicken, uh, sorry, I got very distracted because Sean, you it seems sorry. like a massive bombshell just dropped. Yeah, we just got a bombshell in the inbox. Um, I did. We would need to verify if it's true. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, so we did just get a massive bombshell. Hank, this is coming in so this hot. Is coming in late. This is like we're only got a couple minutes to go before we finish this episode. Is this real? Oh, my God. All right. So we have just found out from an email from Aaron Nichols that Eddie Maguire is to stand down at Col- as Collingwood president at the end of the 2021 season. Oh, wow. I'm reading a news article about it now. Apparently, he was really tearing his interview. And uh, <laughs> Shut up, look, Eddie. Shut up, Eddie. What do you got to cry about? You media, scum. If the media want to contact me for a comment, uh, <clears throat> here it is. Yeah. Get fucked, Eddie, you stupid fucking cunt! <laughs> ah! Oh, man. No. Colin Carter, the Geelong president, is also uh, finishing his reign, but he's only been there 10 years, which is generally what a president does at a club. So Aaron's email just says, Hi, footy boys. So I've just heard on Nine News that everywhere Eddie is stepping down from being Collingwood's president at the end of 2021. Has How Good's footy won the war on Collingwood? Is this the first domino in the chain reaction that will destroy the club? Cheers, Aaron. And then, uh, P.S., thanks for accepting me on the All-Australian team. But yeah, fuck! You just earned it. This is... I'm absolutely fucking rattled by this. I don't think we could... There's no more room for any other emails. No, there's one. I think that's it. There's one. There's one? There's one. I want to be pretty good. Is it as good as being told that all my dreams have come true? Tom, this email involves doing the maths. Um, Just quickly on that one, though. We No, the the war is not over. This is what they want. They want you to get complacent. 
But still, this is a, a big, a big win, a big win in the battle. Oh man! I hope I, well I hope on, I can well go on, that boys. last name, uh, that last game that Eddie's at, and just give him the old one finger salute as he walks off the ground. I hope his last <laughs> game they lose by a hundred and thirty points. <laughs> I hope so too. I hope and a seagull it- shits on him. <laughs> I hope it's like a semi-final as well, not even like... Nah, it's a prelim, so they have no, hope. No, 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 I-, I like it if it's like they've got hope, but like... Imagine they finish- They go top four for Eddie, then lose the first round and like bomb out of the finals. Ugh. Ugh. I don't want him to have any hope. I want it to be the last Bottom game four. to be like a battle for the wooden spoon. <laughs> <laughs> not even that, just like even less remarkable. Six dates. It's like That's the lowest they could finish is 16th. The highest they can go is 14th. Yeah. Oh. The AFL brings in relegation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last email for the season, the 2020 season. And this is from the How Goods Footy, maybe the ultimate How Goods Footy weapon, Jordan Corbo. <clears throat> oh, here we go, Jordan. Greetings, props. Inspired by Tom's comments last week, I have a question. If the other team simply sat down, how many goals do you think your team would score? Merry Christmas for next week, your hero, Jordan. And, so Tom, he's asked us yes. the question. Uh, but then, so that was at 12.49pm. Uh, and then at 1.03pm, the same day, <laughs> uh, Jordan's got sick of waiting. <laughs> boys, I've done the math, and oh boy, it's a lot. In the third entry... Of the Mighty Ducks franchise, D3, <laughs> the Mighty Ducks. Coach O'Reilly asks a simple question. How long does it take to score a goal? Less than a second. Therefore, in a COVID-less season and rounding up to one second per goal, and then Jordan says in brackets, the Duckworth-O'Reilly method, <laughs> <laughs> I've determined that if the other team simply sat on the ground, the score would be 28,800 to zero. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Jordan. P.S. This is very important because Jordan has now, so he's done the math, but also he's got it to, he's got some evidence to back it up. <clears throat> P.S. I work in finance and did this research on work time, so you know it's legit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jordan! What a weapon! What it's a so funny man. that 15 minutes later he answered his own question. It's good. It's good. <laughs> he had to know. Yeah, he, he had was... to know. He just had to. He couldn't. He he must have just watched the Mighty Ducks too. Uh, great film. Great. Watch that over the break. Um, so look, if you want to send us an email, we won't get. It, we won't be uh, ch- doing anything with it for a couple of months. So you can save them for the week before we get back, or you could just bombard the inbox so we die on our first episode yep. back. Yep. In fact, do that. That'll be fun. So send it to howgoodsfooty at gmail dot com, or you can find us on Twitter. Uh, at How Goods Footy or individually, I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at Douche 13. And if you see Eddie Maguire in the street, say, Joel Douche has said, get fucked. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.